This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 217th episode of Talk Direction. And as we've been starting off all of our episodes, let us begin with a quarantine check-in. How are you doing in this next week of quarantine, Lucia? I'm doing okay. Um, I was telling Caitlin before we started recording that I'm kind of going back and forth between being kind of excited about my like personal life right now and then being really panicked and freaked out about the greater world. Um, so it's a bit of a roller coaster. Yes. Um, I feel very lucky because my family is in the Bay Area in California and things are getting better there now. Um, there was a good while where I was just like really, really scared for my parents. Um, so I feel lucky that like they're in a place where things are seem to be on the up right now. Um, but yeah, it's stressful um, and it's hard because I think like one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is just like I'll go outside on walks um, for the dogs and I'll see everyone out like walking and no cars and it's so weird to see like no cars but like everyone out like walking and like doing stuff yeah and it gives me this like deep sadness about how we operate in our society and how much we work and how little time we have to like just like enjoy ourselves and each other Mm -hmm. um so I've been thinking a lot about that just like how I feel like we just work too much um and like I don't know that's been kind of mixed it's kind of like sad and happy at the same time um and then also I've been like you know freaked out about long-term uh financial stuff of like you know what's gonna happen and like is my business gonna be okay like (laughs) right so it's all over the place the emotions I feel like that's the same for me like I'm definitely like feeling like we're going we're reverting back to like decades ago where you spent more time like at home and Mm -hmm. cooking was a big thing and family Mm -hmm. time and like even though we have the technology now that they didn't have back then Mm -hmm. um it still feels like there is it's like kind of reverting back to like a long time ago yeah um like both like the 60s and 70s but also like the 1800s (laughs) I was I was saying to my family like like back I'm thinking like Little House on the Prairie where going into town to get like food or like to buy supplies was a whole like you'd plan the day when you're going in and then you have to walk into town and it takes hours and like get stuff and then walk back and it has to be like fully planned exactly what you're gonna get and right you know it's like a big 
deal um like we're ordering groceries now and it's like we have to plan in advance and order and then like wait a week for our time slot to be in and when they come we have to wash every single fruit and desanit or sanitize every single package mm-hmm. um and i was like it takes the same amount of time that it would have like when we got our first grocery delivery it like literally took like four hours to deal with the whole thing oh my God, it was yeah. insane um and just like talking to relatives you've never talked to before there's just like a lot of <laughs> a lot of things happening mm-hmm. um that feel really weird and different but i'm also adjusting to it i'm like this is the new normal um mm-hmm. and i uh last night it was like 1:30 in the morning i'm scrolling through tiktok <laughs> and then i'm seeing everyone on their like what is that game called that everyone's playing these days with the little animal crossing yeah animal crossing Uh which i have only ever played when i was really young my cousin my older cousin in canada had the game and we'd play like when we went to her house um Uh which was like once a year yeah um so that's all i know of it but i'm like oh jealous so then it made me think of re-downloading runescape which was Uh a game I used to play. I don't know when it it must've been elementary school. And I saw Mm. that there's an app for it. So I'm like going to be designing my runescape character and seeing if that's (laughs) anything like animal crossing, but I feel like Uh it's sort of similar. I don't know. Mm. Um, so that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, lots of mixed things going on as well. Yeah. Um, let's move on. This episode is going to be all about habit, Louis song, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also doing a talk direction down low after that. So talk direction down low is like a mini half hour episode we do every single time we record. And that goes up on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talk direction, where we put a whole bunch of bonus content and you subscribe. And like every month you can pay $5, $250, to get some bonus content and to support the show. Um, helps us do things like go to concerts and see the boys and review the concerts for you guys. Um, so our talk direction down low episode this week is about um liam talking about 1d memories niall at home potentially recording new songs um and some hairy memes and news so that will be exciting to talk about last week we also caught up on everything the boys have been doing during the quarantine so if you want to hear us chat about that head over to patreon.com talk direction we have a really nice community going over there um, we love reading comments and Lucia is great at replying. I'm not so good at replying, but I am good at reading the comments <laughs> <laughs> and know that I'm also enjoying them. Um, but it feels nice to have that like tight knit community, especially during quarantine. So head over there if you're interested in joining that. Um, we welcome everyone. Let us just hop right into the main discussion. Um, as I said, we're talking about Habit, Louis' song. This was one of the first songs we got from Louis's uh, new album because he performed it at the Coca-Cola Festival in Madrid um, back in September 2019. So we got the live version and had that version for a number of months before we got the studio version in January when his album came out. Um, and I remember when we did get the uh, like the live version, it was definitely one of my favorites right off the bat. I, mm-hmm. I just loved the catchiness of it and like the ease of the song. Um, and now we have the studio version and I don't think it disappointed. I think it like really lived up to what I had 
loved about the live version which is always really nice it's always <laughs> it's upsetting when the like the studio version doesn't match the live version or vice versa um so i was happy with that um habits the seventh song on walls uh and it sits between walls and always you so it's, it's kind of like two important songs sandwich it in um the song was written by louis ian james wayne hector and steve robson and when i was writing all these names <laughs> i copied them from wikipedia and um, they kind of all smushed together without commas because like the formatting on wikipedia didn't translate well into the google doc um, and I was like, where are these breaks in the names? Because each one of these people <laughs> has like a first name and a last name that could just be a first name, like Ian, James, Wayne, Hector, Steve, uh-huh. Rob, <laughs> like they're all first names, uh-huh. but I figured it out. I just thought that was funny <laughs> to mention. <laughs> um, and the song was also produced by Steve Robson. Um, and Louis talked a bit about the song and like what it means to him. Um, we talked a bit about it when we did like a track by track when we reviewed Louis' album. Um, so we're going to read some of the quotes and then talk about them and what Louis said. So firstly, Louis said, it's got quite a storytelling lyric that I know hardcore One Direction fans will like. There's a line about the place that we all grew up with in the band, and that was an apartment complex called Princess Park. It's like an Easter egg for fans. I'm sure they'll like that. And then he was also talking um, more about sort of um, what one interpretation of the song could be. There was a time I felt like I was treading water with my career. I wasn't sure if, it, if I 100% wanted to carry on. It was frustrating and, of course, fame can feel intrusive when you're unsure of yourself. But I tried to imagine myself not doing this job, not having the support of the fans, and I couldn't. Music is the habit that I keep coming back to. Forget feeling sorry for myself. Habit is a thank you to the fans and a reminder to me to be grateful for this, for being given this position, Um, which I didn't really know that that was an interpretation. Like that was new news to me. Honestly, I had my mind blown this morning uh, when I was actually (laughs) learning about this song because I didn't know any of this. It's just, it's been so overwhelming the last few months. Like I haven't been able to dedicate as much time as I normally would to like each of the boys stuff. Mm -hmm. So like I missed a lot of this and I've been listening to the song, but I was fully listening to it as a romantic song only. And when I found all of this out, I was like, I literally cried this morning because I was so like touched by this new interpretation. Yeah. That happened to you too? Like you didn't know this before? Yeah, I didn't know this at all. Like, I always thought it was a romantic thing, especially because yeah. we know a bit about Louis' like romantic life, right? And the rest of the so songs it like on the fits album. perfectly to his experience. Yeah. But now seeing this, I'm like, this totally could have like been rooted in like music and his experience with mm-hmm. the fans and his experience with like his growth and place in the music industry. Mm-hmm. It was just really interesting when I did like the lyrical analysis to see this perspective yeah um do you want to talk about the track by track stuff yeah so Louis did a series of videos on YouTube on his channel um that he called track by track and he basically talked a little bit about each of the songs from the album um and so the track by track from Habit he said that um It started out as a concept song, the concept of his relationship with his job and how it was kind of a love-hate relationship. Um, 
and that he was kind of releasing music that he didn't feel represented him as much. Um, he said that's where habit came from and the feeling of wanting something and not being able to put it down. Um, and then he said, also, it's a love song, obviously. It alludes to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, he said it's got a great melody. Shout out to Wayne Hector. Amazing at melodies always. Um, he said the chorus is about the idea of a habit written with my career in mind at the time. Um, the verses are a bit dressed up, a little more descriptive. Um, and then he said musically, Steve Robson doing what he does best. Lovely electric, electric guitar throughout the song and not overcomplicated with the production. It lets the music, melody, and lyrics do the talking without anything too programmed. I feel like that's a great description. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I too. do agree the production's, like, really nice on this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, so it, 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 you definitely see how, like, a song, especially in the writing process, too, like, we don't always get insight into how songs come about, but mm-hmm. they could equally be about two different things, you know, mm-hmm. either the verses mean something and then the chorus means something else, or it's like more of an emotional thing that happens to fit two experiences you're experiencing. Right. Like it doesn't have to be cut and dry about one thing. It can be sort of murky and ambiguous, which I love. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'll get a lot more into this when we do the lyrical analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely seems to me like he wrote this song about his music career and the fans Mm -hmm. and his relationship with his job and then he decided that he needed to dress it up and make it also Mm -hmm. like a love song for Mm -hmm. some reason because it because any everything he said about the song has been like this is why we wrote this song and then that line of like oh obviously it's also a love story it alludes to a girl but it seems like that's kind of like an afterthought or like something they added in to make it more appealing to the masses or something i'm not really sure but it doesn't seem like a song that's like equally about two things it seems like it's a song about his music and then Mm -hmm. there's also this other interpretation that you could have but that's not really what it's about Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is interesting yeah definitely really interesting um when i did the interpretation i like followed both through to see where they went yeah there's like so much overlap and yeah i think also like given the timeline of the relationship like it fits where also the music mm-hmm. timeline happened so mm-hmm. it's really interesting mm-hmm. um do you remember your first listen like the live version and the studio version and what you kind of were your first impressions yeah i do um when i heard the song for the first time it was after he played it live in madrid um at the coca-cola festival in september last year and he played, I think he played five songs, five or six songs total. And there was like three of the new songs. Um, but I remember loving this one straight away. Um, the live version. I don't, I can't say that it was my favorite, but I think it might've been um, at first listen. I was just really, really drawn to the, <clears throat> um, like, there's something about the song that's like very, um familiar and like home yeah. home like yeah. um homely <clears throat> which I'll kind of get into more uh when we're doing the lyrical analysis but I was really drawn to it right away for that reason um and also like the sound of it is so catchy like the chorus is just so fun to sing um so I remember really liking it right away and I found like his voice was just so good on it when he did the live mm-hmm. version I was really um like you know 
uh, not surprised, but just um, impressed by how good he sounded on it. And then on the studio version, when I heard that for the first time, I remember being really relieved that it didn't stray too far from the live version. Yeah. Because one of the problems that we have when we hear songs live for the first time is that oftentimes the studio versions then disappoint us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like that happened with a lot of the Louis songs. Um, this one, like, there's <clears throat> definitely a little bit of a filter on his voice. Um, but I actually really like it. I think it fits really well. It doesn't – it's not like an auto-tune filter. It's just, like, it adds this um, this really close sound to his voice. And I think mm-hmm. it works really, really well. Um, and then the rest of the song is, like, um, you know, sparse in a lot of places. And then it, it does have, like, um, some keyboard in it that kind of adds more sound in the chorus. But it's, like – like Louis said, it's not – it doesn't sound programmed. Right, um, yeah. And I – like all of his songs that he put out it it has that kind of live feeling um so yeah i really loved it right away when i heard the live version and then again when i heard the studio version i was like re um you know into it all over again yeah same it definitely confirmed like yeah there was a reason i liked this like it's a really good song (laughs) and like they did the production well and he sounds Mm -hmm. great um yeah totally agree has your opinion changed or, like, since having his album for a couple months, um, hearing the song more? Um, my opinion hasn't really changed about the song, but I've definitely just continued to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't, like, dulled at all for me. Right. Uh, yeah. My opinion did change this morning when I started preparing for this episode. Yeah. Uh, in a very drastic way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that every time we do a lyrical analysis, we get such a new perspective on the song and, like, examining the yeah. lyrics in a new way. And I know. You know, it really gives a different idea of what the meaning of the song is. It does. And it's interesting because I wonder how other people listen to music. But like for me, like I would say 99%, 99.9% of music I listen to, um, I just listen to it. And I, as mm-hmm. I'm listening to it, I'll analyze it and think about it. I'm, I'm a very analytical person, but I'm much more focused on the music Um, Mm -hmm. analytical side of music and I'm much less focused on the analytical side of lyrics just because I sometimes don't think about it like I forget to like actually pay attention to what the lyrics are Um, I mean I love lyrics too and I do pay attention to them a lot but like I there's some artists where like I'll hear a song and I'll immediately be like let's find out everything about this song but Mm -hmm. most of the time I don't do that and so then when we do these song analysis is I do that um and, like, I feel like sometimes it sounds like I don't care about – didn't care about the song before because I, like, just figured this out today. But it's totally not the case. Like, I love the song and I've been listening to it for – since it came out. But yeah. I just don't, like – I don't do these, like, kind of analyses uh, mm-hmm. in my normal life. Yeah, and I'm someone who, like, listens to lyrics first. Like, that's what I'm always listening to. Um, but I still – it's very different just like listening to a song and listening as they're singing the lyrics and even just doing like a, a read through of the lyrics as you listen, mm-hmm. then sitting down and being like, okay, what is my commentary? Let me like look at this, like it's literature and I'm trying to figure yeah. out, you know, it's such a different perspective. And mm-hmm. even when I do listen to lyrics in a song, I'm not necessarily being like, okay, what does this mean from every angle? Like, let me break it down. Let me look at things like assonance and rhyming and, 
you know, that type Mm -hmm. of stuff, but also look at like what the deeper meaning is of these lyrics and how many different interpretations, like that takes a lot more focus. And like when I, when we do my interpretation, like when I sit and do an interpretation, it takes me a while. Like it's not something that I could just do if I'm listening to the radio, you know? Totally. I also feel like when you're listening to a song, or at least for me, when I'm listening to a song, like the first time I hear it, I will attach my own life to it and my Mm -hmm. own experiences to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I think it's like a normal human thing to do. Um, So whatever I hear that relates to me, I will attach that to it. And then that kind of becomes like the meaning. And then it almost doesn't matter what else it could mean because it's like this is what it means for me. Yeah. Um, Unless we're like actually talking about it like – in, on a platform like this then it becomes really interesting to look at all right. the all the different yeah. meanings but yeah. yeah um cool so let's hop in starting with the title um habit i feel like this is a great strong short memorable title it's mm-hmm. pithy it works it makes sense what does um, pithy mean um i it, it means like kind of like short and succinct and like mm um punchy mm-hmm. um yeah so I like it do you have thoughts on the title um I don't think so I feel like uh if we had gotten this title before hearing the song I think I would maybe have wondered actually maybe we did actually talk about this I'm having a memory but now I don't I can't remember. It's all very confusing. I feel confusing. like we may have, but I feel like I, I could remember... also make up a memory of discussing what I we know. thought it would be. <laughs> I feel like I remember discussing, like, you know, this this title could be a positive or negative. Like, it could be, like, habit, like a song about, like, a bad habit you have. Right, yeah. Or it could be more of, like, a habit, like, uh, which I feel like before we would we attached to, like, a relationship, like a romantic mm-hmm. relationship and, like, being addicted to someone. Yeah. Um, what I didn't think about was being addicted to like your, your passion or your yeah career, which is, just, I'm so excited to talk about. That. There's so many levels to it. Yes. <laughs> um, so before the verse starts, we get this wonderful singing guitar, which I call, I think it's the electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some more like acoustic-y strums that come in and some more singing guitar and then the drums bang in and then Louis's voice starts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I like that combination of that sort of singing guitar with the acoustic. Yeah, It kind of reminded me of like the instrumental sounds on Two Ghosts because um, mm. it has that same electric guitar sounds mm-hmm. um, with the drum. Like the combo really reminded me of Two Ghosts. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked it and I liked how close Louis felt um, when his voice started in. Yes. Um, did you have thoughts on this like musical intro? Um, yeah, well, like you said about how close his voice sounded, like I feel like whatever filter they used on his voice, like or however they, you know, like mixed the song, um, made his voice sound like really present, which I love. I feel yeah. like that's like a really important part of the song. Um and then yeah, I love the Yeah. It's definitely. got that kind of Yeah, and it's got it's got like that kind of basic, um, like classic, uh, electric guitar, um, like acoustic guitars, strumming in the background, drums and bass. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like classic, like band. And then they add like a little bit of keyboard stuff towards the end. But, um, mm-hmm. 
but I feel like that classic sound kind of makes it it makes it has have this kind of nostalgic familiar feel to it yeah um there's nothing like about it that is like a lot of the the music that's popular right now is a little bit more like electronic um and there's Mm -hmm. like nothing about this song that like gives you that feeling it's just kind of like a classic yeah uh like band like rock agree yeah um, so verse one is, I always said that I'd mess up eventually. I told you that. So what did you expect from me? It shouldn't come as no surprise anymore. I know you said that you'd give me another chance, but you and I knew the truth of it in advance, that mentally you were already out the door. I feel like Louis' accent, again, every time we do a Louis song, I'm like, his accent, <laughs> bless. <laughs> But, like, you can hear on, like, come in advance and door. Uh-huh. Like, he says it in his very British accent, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you think of this first verse? I love this verse. I love how wordy it is. Like, there's so many lyrics in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Um, and I really love the melody and the syncopation. Um and yeah i also um the there's something so like home like i know i keep saying the word like homey um i don't know how to describe it but there's something so like home like about the chord progression here um with like the guitar strumming um mm-hmm. for the verses it's g a minor c g and it's the same for the chorus and i feel like that must just be like a really classic like chord progression for like a lot of songs that maybe i listened to as a teenager or something um but there's just something that feels very like satisfying and like homely about that yeah. the chord progression and like the melody um it kind of has this this sense like the whole song kind of has this this sense of like coming home mm-hmm. um and yeah so that's kind of like the musical side of it and then lyrically i think the first time that i or when I was first listening to this song, I was thinking it, thinking of it as kind of about a relationship. So I was thinking about like, you know, uh, that I always said I'd mess up eventually. What did you expect from me? Like, it shouldn't come as a surprise. Um, you know, you said you give me another chance. So I feel like I was thinking of it as kind of like he, uh, you know, has messed up in his relationship a lot. Um, but he like told the person that like he was going to, and they said they'd give him another chance, but, um like they were already kind of checked out of the relationship Mm -hmm. uh if not like physically then at least mentally yeah it almost feels like he's like owning that he did something wrong Mm -hmm. at the same time as being a little bit self-pitying like Mm -hmm. see i told you you shouldn't have trusted me like yeah (laughs) you know i knew i was gonna mess up and you like you should have known i was gonna mess up and here it is this is the evidence yeah and it's kind of almost like that self-fulfilling process prophecy where it's like if you didn't have so much self-doubt and like thinking you were going to mess up, then maybe it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But it's like you had such low ex- expectations in the first place mm-hmm. that you kind of lived up to the expectation that you set for yourself. Yes, totally. Yeah. And I feel like looking at it from like the career aspect, like I feel like this is an example of like how Louis talked about how the choruses are dressed up a bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good example of that. Like it seems like, it's probably like probably added some stuff to it to kind of like dress it up mm-hmm. um but i feel like for me it kind of has this this feeling of like 
almost like the beginning of the song is kind of when he's in doubt and yeah. maybe talking to the fans um, and basically saying like, I'm a really imperfect person. Um, and like, that's always been like the case. So I don't know why you'd expect it to be any different. Um, right. And then saying like, you know, I know you said you'd give me another chance. Um, like almost saying that like the, fa- you know, his audience and his fans, um, you know, are, are wanting him to like, do music but he's Mm -hmm. but he's almost saying like that we're kind of checked out or like you know we're not really really in it anymore um which wasn't the case but maybe like in his you know times of doubt that's kind of how he felt like you know well you know you got you're you're already mentally you're already out the door um you know because i think he had a time where he wasn't really sure if he was gonna have solo fans if he put out music right Um, yeah so that's kind of my interpretation yeah i feel like there is a timeline where like this verse versus the next verse versus the next verse it's Mm -hmm. all different he's coming from a different perspective it's not all at the same time it's like this one is more that self-doubt like Mm -hmm. especially thinking about it musically like didn't know if he was gonna go solo like it's like the end of 1d and you know he took a break and you know he Mm -hmm. didn't know where he was going with it Mm -hmm. Um, even though the fans wanted to give him another chance at solo music instead of just being in 1D. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's also, like, with with such, like, a wordy verse, like, there's so many different ways you can look at it, too, because I also feel like the first few lines, the I always said that I'd mess up eventually, I told you that, so what did you expect from me? It shouldn't come as no surprise anymore. I feel like that could even be him talking to, like, his family or his friends mm. of of them being, like, you know, why are, like, why aren't you doing what you want, what you're wanting to do or, or something right. like that, and him kind of talking to, like, his family or his friends. Yeah, And definitely. being, like, you know, I always said that this was going to happen right. when, when the band broke up or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like the way that Louis writes, um, he doesn't like, he doesn't always take like a story and be like, I'm going to chronolo- like chronologically tell the story. He kind of takes like concepts and yeah. ideas and like fits them together. Um, right. Now yeah. I'm even thinking of him talking to like a music label. Like, I know Ooh. you said you'd give me another chance. Wait. Like, mentally, you were already out the door. Actually, that makes a lot more sense. Ooh. Yeah, because also, like, he's talked about working with American um, producers and how they wanted him to, like, get rid of his accent um, right. and be someone he isn't. And that makes sense, like, him telling them that, like, he's right. going to mess up or, like, he's not the perfect pop star that they might want him to be. And then being like, we're going to give yeah. you another chance, but knowing that, like, they don't, they're already, like, not wanting to work with him. <laughs> right. There's so many levels to this. There is. I really I like that, it. though. I think that that fits really well. Yeah. Um, also, one more thing is that he tweeted. Um, well, I guess actually maybe we should get to this when the when we go over the second verse, because he tweeted lyrics about the second verse um, in 2018, okay. February 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, OK, time. then we have the pre-chorus. Never thought that giving up would be so hard, but God, I'm missing you in your addictive heart. Um, I like the guitar strumming on like the never thought a given would be mm-hmm. like wherever it comes in. It like sat really nicely. Yeah. Um, 
So, like, I feel like this could be, like, never thought a relationship ending would be so difficult. Or, like, like you're mm-hmm. sort of, like, giving up. So, like, when you give up, you're supposed to sort of have that, like, rush of ease where it's like, okay, I've given up. I'm not going to do it anymore. Like, I'm quitting. Yeah, like, like now go. you're supposed to not have that pressure. And yet right. he doesn't have that. It's, like, another slew of emotional uh-huh. heartbreak <laughs> where it's, like, if you're ending a relationship that was difficult or you're being, like, okay, I'm not going to do music anymore. And then it's still so difficult not to do music anymore yeah. or, like, whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's harder than he thought to just stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, I totally agree. Um, um, did you have any? Did you have other things about the pre-chorus? Well, I just really love the melody of it. Um, I like really love the um, how he sings "Heart." He kind of does yes. like a little heart. I just yeah. love that so much. It's so cute. Yeah, me too. And then there's like this little guitar riff into the chorus. Yeah. Um, Then the chorus is, you're the habit that I can't break. You're the feeling I can't put down. You're the shiver that I can't shake. You're the habit that I can't break. You're the high that I need right now. You're the habit that I can't break. Um, this This is just like, I love his songwriting here i feel Mm -hmm. like it is such a strength in this chorus where it's got beautiful imagery and like metaphor Mm -hmm. Uh, the repetition the use of you're the habit i can't break like interspersed Mm -hmm. with other lyrics and repeating itself i feel like is so effective when you're talking about a habit where it's just like the the repetition sort of reflects that habit that can't be broken because you're just repeating the word yeah. the same like phrase again and again um yeah. and also the way he sings break he takes like a one syllable word and breaks it into two syllables so i thought i don't know if that's like purposeful uh-huh. where you're doing that thing where you're kind of the words and the way you do it um are Sorry, something's popped up on my screen. Um, <laughs> like the the way you sing something and the uh, lyric is the same. I'm like mm-hmm. really having trouble <laughs> doing what I'm doing and talking. What, um, what, what is happening? I, something. Oh, so <laughs> I record the podcast multiple ways and some error happened and it popped up and it wanted me to like recover the audio and I don't know what's going on. So hopefully Audacity will just keep working because the other way looks like it's it's gone to it's gone down. Um but we're all good still. So he goes like break and break is like one mm-hmm. syllable. So it's like he's breaking the word break. So he can't break it, but he breaks the word break. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. just his accent, but I liked that and I noticed yeah. it when I was doing my deep analysis of yes. the song no i think that's um, right because the whole structure of this of this chorus is obviously like really thought out like the yeah. way that each that each line is like there's two different types so there's um the first one is you're the habit that i can't break and then the second one is you're the feeling i can't put down which has like one less syllable in it mm. um and the ones that have the extra syllable like they also do the like you're the habit that I can't break. Like how you said it's broken into two different mm-hmm. syllables. Um, and then 
the you're the high that I need right now um, is like lines up with you're the feeling I can't put down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just the structure is really cool. Yeah. I love that line. You're the feeling I can't put down. It's just such a clever lyric. It's like, you know, you want to be able to put a feeling on a shelf and leave Mm -hmm. it on that shelf and not come back to it until you're ready to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But that's not what happens with feelings and emotions. They kind of like seep into your whole like life and your day to day. And sometimes you can wrap them up and be like, okay, I'm compartmentalizing. But with whatever feeling he's dealing with right now, he can't put it down. It's just kind of like hanging around like he can't shake it off um he can't like get rid of it and I like that imagery of a lot um and then the shiver that I can't shake that one too is really beautiful I feel like we all know that feeling when you're either so cold that you just can't get rid of that like inner coldness like Mm -hmm. even no matter how many layers you put on it's like you're still shivering um but I also think of like you get those like shivers just randomly that you can't really control um Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I feel like there's a lot of like uh I don't know like physical imagery here that Mm -hmm. I appreciate and that I can like feel yeah yeah definitely um I feel like the you're the shiver I can't shake is probably my favorite line from the song Mm -hmm. um I love the way it sounds and I just love the imagery. Um, And I just think Louis is so clever. Like he's just such a clever songwriter. Um, And like when I was first listening to the song, thinking of it as about a relationship, um, you know, it's like the being addicted to a person um, and then thinking of the shiver as kind of like a shiver of like excitement. Um, Mm -hmm. Like when you just like get a shiver because something's like, you know, so like yeah. exciting or like emotional and like you can't shake it and you can't like get you know get rid of that feeling um mm-hmm. and then also makes so much sense with the music as well um like he said in the track by track that the song is about um when you want something and you just can't put it down um, yeah obviously the feeling you can't put down and then the shiver i can't shake and the high that i need right now is just kind of like speaks to how like um the music that he's doing is like really what he wants to be doing like it's his calling in life and like his true passion it's like that it's like this powerful it's like a high it's like a shiver that he can't shake like a habit that he like it just kind of shows how important it is to him Mm -hmm. um and yeah this chorus is just so fun i like i want to sing this song around a campfire with like a bunch of people yeah that would be so nice yeah, it's just it's such a fun chorus to sing along to. I feel like it'll be really fun to see live. Um, <clears throat> however many years it's going to be before we get to see uh, live music again. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this one's this would be a great one to sing along with a crowd. Yeah, um, and then I don't know if it's this I can't remember if it's this chorus or if it's the second chorus where the keyboards come in. Um but on one of the chorus, the keyboards come in and there's there's some strings, like um, mm-hmm. like string sounds on keyboard. And then there's also some organ sounds um, in the chorus. And it almost kind of sounds like that kind of gospel organ. 
mm-hmm. that you hear in like a lot of older like rock songs and uh it kind of gives it like almost a like little bit of a like religious or holy feeling mm. which i feel like kind of lines up with the like homey feeling i get from the yeah. song of like you know like your true passion or like your calling in life being like holy and like nagging at you until you recognize it yeah um like the habit you can't put down is kind of like that I don't know. I feel like it all just goes together so well. And I don't know if that was, uh, you know, an intentional choice or not. But I feel like either way, it really adds to that to that feeling to have that like little bit of like gospel organ in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I didn't really necessarily notice all those sounds. I definitely heard the strings at Mm -hmm. one point, but I I totally get that homey sound Mm hmm. And, like, accepting that this is, like, your calling. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way he says that last, you're the habit I can't break, too. Like, his mm-hmm. intonation changes. And it's kind of like him being like, okay, I accept this. <laughs> like, yeah. you're the habit that I can't break. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh-huh. Like, we're going to have to, like, then let's not try to kick the habit. Like, let's just accept it and, like, mm-hmm. delve into it and see where it takes us. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else about this chorus? Mm-mm. So moving on to verse two, I took some time because I've run out of energy because I've ran out of energy, run out of energy um, of playing someone I heard I'm supposed to be. But honestly, I don't have to choose anymore. And it's been ages, different stages come so far from Princess Park. I'll always need you in front of me, in front of me. Um, This verse definitely seems like there's a lot of musical references here um to like one direction and his solo mm-hmm. career and how it all fits um do you have anything about like the sounds of this verse um nothing that i noticed that was really different from the first verse um mm-hmm. i really love I, I really love it yeah um, then do it, you want to go into feel... your what mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it does feel a little different from the first verse in like the way that the words are um because in the first verse like all the lines are quite long um and in this one the later lines are a bit shorter um like it's been ages different stages come so far from princess park always need you like those are kind of different that's a little bit of a different syncopation than Mm -hmm. from the first verse i like that like the song is that like makes the song a little bit more dynamic um even though you yeah. have this like re- really repetitive um, chorus that uh, I think the chor- there's like four total choruses. Um, but because you have these really wordy like different verses and then this kind of wordy bridge too, it keeps the song really interesting still mm-hmm. musically. Yeah, I agree. And like there's a lot to dive into in the verses. There's stuff that grounds you like the location, Princess mm-hmm. Park, like it feels yeah. personal. It doesn't feel like a lot of blah like I think sometimes Mm -hmm. if you get too many metaphors in a song it's hard to like you're just kind of like okay what is this even saying yeah you know but like because the chorus is very like metaphor heavy the verses feel more concrete Mm -hmm. you know or like has different parts that ground me at least right um yeah yeah what did you think of the lyrics and like what was your interpretation here yeah, well, so Louis tweeted some of these lyrics um, 
back in February 2018, he tweeted, I took some time because I've ran out of energy of playing someone I heard I'm supposed to be. Um, and this was before, obviously, we knew what the song was. And it was going to be another like year and a half before we even got this song. Um, but he was obviously writing it at that time, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because the band went on hiatus like at the end of 2015 and then <clears throat> he put out um he put out just hold on in 2016 and then he put out back to you just like you and miss you in 2017 and then that was kind of the time where he was like disappearing for a while and like it was kind of conf- you know unclear what he was doing um yeah. and then yeah in 2018 he tweeted this these lyrics and then after that was when he you know started to release songs from this album um so I feel like that mm-hmm. is kind of interesting and it makes me think that um this lyric is about uh his solo career journey um mm. and him talking about I took some time kind of makes me think that like he took some time off from like doing music or like being in the spotlight um cuz he did for a while like he kind of disappeared Um, or he was doing like, you know, the X factor, but not doing music. And so I feel like that was him kind of saying like, I ran out of energy, like trying to be this person I was supposed to be. So I like took some time away. Um, and then now he's saying like, I don't have to choose anymore. And I think that kind Mm -hmm. of, kind of means like, I don't have to choose between, um, between doing music and being who I want to be and like being authentic right. to myself because he obviously yeah. felt like he did for a while. Like he felt like he had to choose between like either I get to do music or I get to be authentic to who I am because he felt like the only way he could do music was if he mm-hmm. like, you know, wrote this, this music that was like, you know, this kind of pop um, genre that he thought people, you know, wanted to hear right. and that people wouldn't, wouldn't want to hear the music that he really wanted to write. Um, and there's something yeah. like so... it makes sense too though that he didn't include those songs on his album and like he didn't want to perform yeah. those songs because they right. like, don't feel authentic to who he is and who he wants to be as an artist right and and maybe he even felt like he was playing a character when he was putting those songs out um and also like mm-hmm. there's something so gratifying um about the line but honestly i don't have to choose anymore it like it feels mm-hmm. like it's a maturity like it's something that it's yeah. like a feeling that happens when you like as you get older and it's like this feeling of maturity of like you know I don't have to pretend to be someone anymore like I know who I am now and I'm yeah. not afraid to be that person anymore yeah um that was such a great analysis of those lyrics <laughs> <Lucia>. <laughs> Thank you. sorry I keep talking over you we have a very long delay <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, your voice keeps getting distorted too. Like it gets dragged out really slow. Yeah. And like speed up really quick. Um, uh, listeners, anytime or it sounds like we're talking over each other or like talking weirdly, it's because there's something weird going on with our connection. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also, also like, like oh, <laughs> there you go. Um, why don't you, you say what you're gonna say <laughs> okay okay I'm gonna go um I feel like the how I was talking about like the sense of maturity and kind of like re- you know your the self-realization of like who you are and that it's okay to be that person um is also 
amplified by the lyrics like it's been ages different stages come so far from princess park um because he's kind of talking about like you know his past and then like where he is now um yeah and then my favorite bit is like this line um i'll always need you in front of me when i first heard this song i was assuming he was talking about a romantic interest like his love like mm-hmm. i'll always need you there but now that i'm listening to it i'm like wait we are the yeah like the fans yeah he'll always need us in front of him his audience and yeah. like that was the part that made me cry when i kind of had that realization um mm-hmm. especially when you watch the music video the lyric video for this song it's got all these pictures of him performing meeting fans and like in the studio which i feel mm-hmm. like really just emphasizes the point yeah um and just like hearing that with this new idea of um what the song is about hearing that line um i'll always need you in front of me i just really think that that means like his fans and he was kind of thinking like maybe i'm not gonna do music or maybe i'll just write music but i won't perform it or maybe i'll do like x factor or mentoring um and then he's kind of realizing like like no like Mm -hmm. I'm always gonna need my fans and my audience in front of me like I want to write and perform actually yeah 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 because Princess Park was where 1D first lived when they were off the X Factor Mm -hmm. um so it's like a throwback to that and Louis was Louis said like that was like the little easter egg in the song for fans yeah um, yeah. And I like the line, it's been ages, different stages can have more than one meaning. Like there could be, they could be physical stages, like One Direction performed all around the world on so many different stages. And in his like solo career, he's done random different performances on different stages, um, but also just emotional and mature stages, like going through life and stages mm. of life um, and like development for him. It kind yes, of has a, du- a double meaning there. Yeah. Um, and then also thinking of it as like a romantic partner, it feels like going into this second p- chorus where the first chorus, I mean, the first verse, sorry, feels like it's almost like kind of a habit that might not be so great that you kind of like you're in that sort of bad place with. It's kind of a negative space. This is like someone kind of time has passed and you're no longer in that bad space and Mm -hmm. it's like okay you're realizing that the other person is really good for you and um you want them again and it feels like you've both matured and you're in a different stage of your life and Mm -hmm. you're like don't have to choose to try to fake who you are and you can be with them in a real way that like maybe you couldn't have been um before yeah um so i also can see that perspective as well mm-hmm. yeah totally um anything else about this verse i don't think so all right then we have the next chorus do you have things about that chorus lucia not that are different from the first one now Okay, then we go into the bridge, which is, you gave me the time and the space. I was out of control, and I'm sorry I let you down. I guess that I know what I already knew. I was better with you, and I miss you now. 
Um, I feel like for me, this could be like the romantic relationship or the fans, like giving him space to like deal with what he was dealing with and to sort of find Mm -hmm. himself. And he kind of had to go through that, like he said, out of control phase Mm -hmm. where it's like he just had to like let some things go and and sort of find himself. Um, And then he came back and he's apologizing And, like, he's realized that he needs the music or he needs the other person in his life. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's, like, better with them. Whether Mm -hmm. that's, like, music or Mm -hmm. a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. What did you take from this bridge? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it, like, definitely could apply really clearly to kind of either interpretation Um, I really appreciate that this is, like, a real bridge. It's, like, uh, you know, totally different melody than the rest of the song because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. in music, like, they'll do a bridge that's just, like, a repetition from the verses um, or, like, Mm -hmm. a little bit of the chorus in a different way. So I really like that this is, like, a real bridge. Um, And uh, I feel like, yeah, from the, the, you know, romantic sense, you know, it could be talking about, you know his his partner like giving him time and space um and him saying that he's sorry he let them down and like um and I feel like it could mean the same thing to the fans because there was like a time when um he was you know figuring out what he wanted um and I feel like his fans have always been so so supportive of him and like yeah well a lot of a lot of times we've been like you know like oh I want you to do music like I don't feel like people have really like his fans have like pressured him uh Mm -hmm. or been like you know like what are you doing (laughs) like I don't know I feel like him kind of recognizing that like the fans gave him time and space to figure it out um and then him saying I'm sorry I let you down is kind of sad like thinking that he thinks maybe he let his fans down Um, like not putting out an album soon enough or something yeah yeah and then him kind of saying I guess I knew what I already knew I was better with you is like that realization of like um you know this 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 thing he knows now is something he's actually always known um you know deep Mm -hmm. down that this is what he wants this is where he wants to be and what he wants to be doing um and yeah I just I love this like like obviously the 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 romantic angle of the song I like as well like I think it fits that way I've listened to this song Mm -hmm. that way for the last like almost year um but with this new interpretation like I just really love it and it like it feels like um because I've always kind of felt the song has like this feeling of like of like coming home but now Mm -hmm. it feels like it's not coming home to a person but coming home to yourself which, like, yes. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but, like... <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like, I was thinking it feels like you realize the habit is, like, within you. Yes! Like, the music is within you, so you can't shake it because yeah. it's a part of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, your home is is was there all along because it's, like, doing... Yeah. It's, like, you doing what you love. Um, yeah. I just think it's kind of rare to get, to get songs like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also just, like, rare to, like, see that concept in media because I think our like media is so heavily focused on romantic relationships 
mm-hmm. which obviously this song has that element to it as well and like his whole album yeah. does and i love that like i'm a super romantic person so like i love that too but like there's not enough of like like art and like music that is about like that feeling of like connecting with yourself and like mm-hmm. i don't know i just really love that we have that angle now to listen to this song yeah same um and just the self-assurance and like the like confidence of like knowing like this is what you want to do and like this is what you're meant to do and yeah. like i don't know it just it feels very good it feels very yeah. good to listen to this song it's so relatable because even if you're no matter what stage you're at in like your own self-discovery and your own like understanding your passions and what you want to do in life it can be super confusing when you're trying to figure out like what career do I want to go into like what am I supposed to do like if you're at the stage where he was in the first verse like it feels good knowing maybe you got a second and third verse coming or like second verse (laughs) like you got in like a bridge (laughs) like that. that could be coming and you got the reassurance coming you might not be there yet but like it's there or it might push you there or I don't know I feel like this whole thing is really relatable thinking about like it from a sort of passions and like where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be type of Mm -hmm. perspective yeah it feels so relevant to right now like too for my life because I feel like like what one of the things I'm kind of always trying to figure out is like how to do all the things I want to do and like I have that feeling with a lot of my passions. There's, like, things that I love that I, like, I'll not do for a long time or, like, I'll put down for a long time, but I can never, like, shake it. Like, I always – it's always still there of, like, oh, but no, I want to do that. Like, that feeling of, like, something being – you know, you can't – that you can't shake. Um, Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it, too, is, like, it just takes time and growth Mm -hmm. and, like, maturity to have these – be able to figure this stuff out. Um, but I feel like that way a lot with like my business because it's like super, super, super hard to have your own business. And there's been Mm -hmm. so many times where I've been like, you know, maybe I'm just bad at this. Like maybe I shouldn't do it. Like it's too hard. Um, but like it never goes away. Like I always want to do it. It's just like really something I want to do. And it wasn't until the last year of my life where I really like had a realization like a full realization of like okay like this is what I want to do and like I'm supposed to be doing this and like um so yeah I just feel like the song is super relatable uh Mm -hmm. and like relevant yeah to me right now (laughs) yeah I totally agree I've similarly gone through a lot of that and like still I'm going through that <laughs> with my decision to go to medical school and it was like a really yeah. long decision in the making and it can feel quite like daunting at times and like you're questioning whether or not you should have done that and then I feel like sometimes you'll get those moments where you're like okay I made the right decision and it's really mm-hmm. like whoo <laughs> like okay good <laughs> good you know um, yeah yeah very relatable Mm -hmm. um then we go to the chorus again um and i just noted that like those sort of electric singing guitars come back on strong here and like Mm -hmm. high in the background um which i liked Mm -hmm. and then we go to the outro which is just the chorus again but it's sort of softer music um there's like fewer drums or no drums um and it's just got some pretty string sounds at the end as well yeah 
What did you have about these last two choruses? Um, I love the repetition of the chorus because it's such a fun chorus to play and sing. Um, yeah. I like that it kind of keeps going. And then I really love mm-hmm. how the last chorus, it gets really quiet. Um, that's always very satisfying. Mm-hmm. And then I, I kind of like, too, how it ends on a keyboard sound, like the very end of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's a pretty satisfying song. Yeah, I totally agree. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is your favorite lyric from the song? You said the shiver that I can't shake. Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, that's got to be one of the best. I also like the feeling you mm-hmm. can't put down, but I think the shiver you can't shake is more like physical. So I like that. Mm-hmm. How do you think this song fits with the theme of walls and like building up walls and tearing them down and like how do you do you think it I mean obviously it does fit so how would you (laughs) say it does (laughs) um yeah I think it fits quite well I think like I think kind of all over this album is this um double or like multiple meaning angle of mm-hmm. I think it's just the way that Louis writes songs um, where he'll like take a concept and like start a song about that and he also is like really big on collaborating um, like with the people he writes with and like um, records with so I think there's a lot of that too of like other people bringing stuff to the table and like kind of like mixing things together to like create some create a song um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is kind of all over the album um, I think the album is has like a very strong like romantic um, theme to it, and so like obviously the romantic take of this song fits that. Um, but also just like this being his first album and like this collection of songs that he really feels genuinely represent him, I think Habit mm-hmm. is like a perfect representation of that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know the concept of like of you know him really doing what he wants to do and that like yeah this music is is like a habit that he can't can't put down it kind of like encompasses the whole album in a way yeah i see it like it's a very like self-discovery and like becoming your true self Mm -hmm. i see that theme a lot on the album and like tearing down the walls that you've like put up where it's kind of like you're faking who you are right but like it's like tearing down those walls and i get that in that in this song where it's like he's not going to put those walls up anymore and he's Mm -hmm. just going to be himself and do what he loves and accept that yes Um, yeah so i see that as well yeah there's something so um there's a word i'm looking for it starts with an r i think rabbit it's like kind of like triumphant Mm. i don't know there's something, a word that is similar to triumphant about this album um, and the the kind of concept of like walls, like in walls, mm-hmm. he talks about um, like the these high walls never broke my soul. Um, I stand taller than them all. Like I watch them all come falling down. Um, like there's like a very like triumphant feeling in that of like, yeah, you know, I like prevailed through this. Yes. Yes. Um, and I feel like you see that on this on this song too, um, yeah. especially like looking at that first verse where he's talking about like messing up and, um, and then like the the second verse of like being like I don't have to choose anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Um, well, that was a really nice discussion. Yeah. Do you feel, do you have another song of Louis you want to do next? Like after this one? I'm really excited to do all of them, but I think the one I'm most excited to do is Only the Brave. Because mm, that's like, yeah, uh, that's been like one of my favorites. I've just, I've really been loving that one, like playing, playing it and listening to it. So I think that's the one I'm most excited to do next. Yeah. I feel like lyrically, there's a lot of stuff to dig in there. So me too. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a recommendation this week, Lucia? Um, I have a selfish recommendation, and it is to go follow my TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I made a TikTok account. Um, I only have one TikTok on there right now, and I'm probably not going to do, like, that many. Um, and they're probably going to be more, like, kind of vlog, uh, like, collage style as opposed to anything like funny um but it's uh at lucia rose and lucia is spelled with two c's so it's spelled l-u-c-c-i-a-r-o-s-e um so yeah you should go follow me i have one tiktok up right now and it's a little mini vlog i made of um some of my best friends in boise when we went to the hot springs um but yeah tiktok is my current it's very pretty and i'm excited to make more tiktoks I'm excited to watch them. <laughs> um, my recommendation this week is to watch old romantic comedies. Recently, mm. I've watched Valentine's Day, He's Just Not That Into You, Life As You Know It. And they're like old and cheesy and uh, kind of offensive at points. <laughs> but they're very <laughs> easy to watch, especially if you've seen them before. It's just like really chill and you know what you're going to get. Um and yeah i'm just really enjoying that i also watched charlie's angels the new one with kristen stewart um last night and i actually really enjoyed it so if you haven't seen the new charlie's angels and i've never seen any of the originals so now i kind of want to go back and watch those um but i enjoyed it it was just kind of nothing it was just kind of like light i mean there's like um it's an action movie but i you know me i can barely handle like action movies at all but I wasn't scared I didn't have to shut my eyes it wasn't like that so um yeah I recommend that one as well um let us know what you guys thought of today's episode if you have opinions on anything we discussed i.e Louis song do you lean towards the sort of musical analysis or the romantic side or do you have another one altogether that we didn't even think of I'm sure there's a million out there so let us know um thanks for listening to episode 217 of talk direction you can follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction you can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com you can go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or our instagram which is just talk direction and you can follow us individually on twitter and instagram i am at caitlin ir foster and caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n and lucia where can they find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And then you can head over to our Patreon if you want some bonus content. We're patreon.com slash talk direction. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash talk direction. And we are doing our talk direction down low mini podcast episodes over there. Um, We talk all things 1D, we get into the nitty gritty, we talk more relaxed, talk about our personal lives. Um, It really feels like a a close-knit community over there. So if you want to join, head over there. Today we're talking about Liam's 1D memories, 
Niall at home potentially recording songs, Harry's number one song on pop radio, and some Harry memes that have recently come out that are hilarious. So make sure to go join our Patreon to get all that good stuff. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can leave us a review to help more people discover the show. And you can listen on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 218. Bye. Bye.